0: Yet another edition of the Thought Police. This is the first time, Matt, that we're doing two podcasts in a week. I know. So I don't want you to be, you know, in any way intimidated by the fact that you might be worn out uh, and have (laughs) have spoken already. Earlier on this week, we talked about the amazing sporting weekend, but I think it's time to return uh, to matters at hand in the world of politics. You're Matt Kelly, editor of the New European. Have you ever been told by anyone in your career as a journalist? That you can't do something, that you can't run a story, that you can't um, invade somebody's privacy, that you can't, um, you know, break a national secret. I mean, have you ever been in that sort of situation?
1: Not not to not to the degree that we're seeing now. I mean, mm. I've been told by proprietors, yeah. stay clear
0: of this. You have know, you? To, yeah, I have. Because, you well, see, I never really have. You know, yeah. I've, people always say to me, well, when you were in Fleet Street, it must have been... The way the case that you were, you know, doing Rupert Murdoch's bidding, or you know, somebody was telling you that you couldn't run particular stories. I've never actually had it. Maybe I've just been lucky. Well, I was at
1: so when I was at the Mirror, yeah. um, there were, and it's only literally two or three times over the course of eighteen years mm. when somebody has said, "If we do this, uh, it's not a great story, but it will screw up a huge advertising contract." Right. And I have to be honest with you and say that you know, a the decision wasn't mine, right. but you know, the, the tendency was as newspaper revenues collapsed that you got more and more likely to yeah. agree to that kind of thing, right. and that that is a big problem now because you know in the old days when I started with mm. the Mirror, I remember the editor standing on the you know with his one foot up on the back bench, just yeah. telling the managing director to f off, right. you know, and shove you right. Well, because up in the old arse, days, you know?
0: basically, advertisers were honoured to be in the paper That's because right. it used to be. I remember my dad telling me it's the only way you can advertise something completely nationally. From John of Groats to Land's End, everybody gets the same advert. You can't do that on TV. That's right. And I suppose that's no longer true. One, but it was true in those days. You know. Well, you you, you
1: see how it's encroaching now on 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 titles in a very meaningful way because, I mean, it's not uh, uncommon now to see a like a a, a ten centimeter advert across right. the bottom of the Daily Mirror, for instance, or right. the Express, or whatever. You would never get that in in our day. But do you and remember, you get wraparound sort of you get know, sponsored yeah. things as well. I mean, the only one, the the only one I remember us really doing was when Pepsi yeah, launched a that new was thing the blue and Pepsi, we turned wasn't it?
0: the Mirror blue, yeah. and that was a disaster for everyone, including Pepsi.
1: It was absolutely,
0: <laughs> they, they turned
1: Concord blue, they did, yeah. it all, and they turned the Daily Mirror blue, right? And we, that cost them a million pounds right. to do that for one. one I think edition. it now
0: sits, does it not, as one of the great marketing fuck ups? Absolutely. Along carcass. like along with what, else, what was the other one? That was? Classic Coke Classic was another one. Coke Classic, yeah, that was another yeah. one. Uh, the Hoover. Giveaway. Yes, the movie giveaway was brilliant. <laughs> Where they had to give away so many, so holidays. many flights. It was holidays. Yeah, that's, and flights, right. wasn't that's it? That's right. That they lost they so much money. They basically gave
1: everybody in Britain a free mm. holiday. Yeah. But to get back to your point, because mm. what we're talking about really is the is this being lent on by yes.
0: by the police? Yeah. To not publish stories? Yeah. Because in the wake of the ambassadorial, yeah. uh, There's has got a gate, has it? The ambassador gate? Is it ambassador uh, gate or something like Darick that? Derek gate. Derek gate. So Kim Derek, yeah. the former ambassador to the United States of America. Who has? I don't know whether he's actually quit, like and walks away, or whether he's still currently working there. I don't know. Well, he has quit. He's oh quit, yeah, But yeah, but what I, I don't mean is, I don't know whether yeah, you know he hangs around or something thing. like that. I mean, for me, yeah. it would be like you're out the door, mate. We can't have you handling anything. You know, uh, you know. Look, so,
1: so just to cover this off, then are mm-hmm. you on the side of, of 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 the value where you say he should just go yes, immediately? Yes, I am. Right,
0: I'm because on the I'm on the totally opposite side. What well, you mean he should stay around and, well, and help with the transition? Well,
1: no, no, no. no, no. I, I just think he should never have been. Oh, I see. Well, he was never fired. He quit. Because... Or, but, or he should never been under the pressure. We should have completely supported him to mm. stay because what he did was his job and. It was the leak that was, was the disaster. Yeah, but
0: it was the leak not only of the fact that he'd written down the things that he'd written down, yeah. but it was also a leak about I mean, what we now know about him, for example, that he had been so convinced that Hillary Clinton was going to win the election that he hadn't actually done any schmoozing with the Trump team. Now, I know that that's not something that everybody likes to do, and I'm aware of the fact that it might not be that easy to schmooze with Trump's team. However, he was very much a, quote, Obama fan... Uh, fan of the democrats fan of uh, you know remaining in the european union and was beginning to make himself out as if he was that kind of character now that's not his job mm. his job is to represent britain and his job is to be politically neutral in you, my view
1: but you can be professionally politically neutral and still hold personal strong oh, beliefs oh of course and i'm that, not
0: saying that he shouldn't have said what yeah. he said about trump that's yeah. fine but he should not have made it known to the trump administration. That he was kind of, shall we say, not exactly in their camp.
1: Yeah, the thing I thought he was, should have been better at it. So, I, well, that's right. I agree with you completely there. What was completely injudicious was the kind of language he used. Yeah. I mean, there are ways to say things right. without having to. I mean, diplomatic ways yeah. of saying things. However, the fact that this was leaked to Isabel Oakeshott. Mm. Uh, by somebody that I thought that was a very malicious malevolent thing and I, you know I hope if they catch the person mm. they absolutely well they've the now
0: ruled out any com- any kind of conversation about the Russians they say because that was the first thing that everybody went to and went oh this is obviously the Russians destabilizing the con- you know the, the special relationship between Britain and America apparently that's now been poo-pooed and that's not yeah. the case they now think that it's either a minister of some description yeah. uh, or some kind of civil servant Who's pro uh, or more pro Brexit perhaps than, than they should be? Yeah. No, listen, it's a total mess, and one of the reasons I think he had to go was a bit like Alistair Campbell had to leave Downing Street because the story he became, became the yeah. story, that's right. and you can't. And if the you know if, if President Trump refuses to see you and you're the ambassador, I don't think that's a reason for the ambassador to quit yeah. because the ambassador could send somebody else. But I think there was also a lot of noise around the fact that he was becoming a bit of a. Uh, cocktail party specialist really? and quite liked the entertaining side of the job <laughs> without wishing to put too far Although, to be on fair
1: the, i mean if you believe the Forever rocher adverts yes. there is a, there is a well, lot of that
0: about there's a lot of ferrero Roches about and yeah. i've actually been into the american embassy the british embassy in washington um and it's a magnificent place yeah. and it's well known for hosting the best parties yeah you know so it's always been a good place to uh, to operate from yeah. i just think he was very unwise and if you're a diplomat you of course you're going to be two-faced you're going to be uh, telling one thing to one crew crowd and telling one thing to another thing to somebody else. But you mustn't ever get caught. Surely the point about being a diplomat is that you don't get caught out. So what
1: about these emails then? So somebody has got them. Someone's mm. passed them on to a journalist yeah. who
0: is a very pro-Brexit journalist. Yeah. and uh,
1: she Well, has... she's
0: now described as a cross between a journalist and an activist, which I think is right. Well, there's a lot of them about it. Yeah, there are. Yeah. And you're one of them. Well, I'm not... No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I have opened myself up to that. I possibly could be accused you of that could now. You could be accused of that now. In my, only in the context of the New York. But UK. only in the New York. Yeah, I mean, you do your other job. I've got my other. Presumably, day you job. have to be completely nasty. Oh, totally. Um, you know, yeah. neutral. Totally, totally. Yeah. I um, mean, like, I described my show on Talk Radio as the most balanced show on radio. Yeah. Not everybody would agree with that. But I reckon it is pretty balanced because I would go at pretty much everybody. And you just come in at it from whatever you feel. Yeah, is exactly. Right and I'm, you know, I might be more towards Brexit at the moment, but i purely feeling simply because that's what people voted for.
1: So would you? Okay, so here's the
0: thing: say right. you have got those emails, yeah,
1: and say you knew you could see with 2020 hindsight the fallout, yeah, and you're a say you're you believe that Britain's only real way to prosperity in the near term is to do a great deal with Trump, yeah. Would you feel any compunction to to
0: Hide those emails, or no, it? I don't think so, even I'm, I'm if you s- knew it was going to damage the country. Well, one, I don't think these emails did damage to the country. I think the fact that we've lost an ambassador in Washington is of little interest to Donald Trump. I mean, you've already seen Trump flip flop on the guy, yeah. and after saying that he didn't know him, um, and then you know, later when he was when he quit, he wishes him well. And says I always liked the guy. Yeah. Previously, yeah. I literally 48 hours yeah, earlier. Uh, so by he, the way, he, he was stupid is, and he was an idiot. This is the guy that we're putting all our eggs in the basket. Well, not with, really. You know, not really. The point is, you have to understand Donald Trump for what he is. You know, he's a blowhard. He, he is a bit of a twat. <laughs> there's no question, but he's not doing a terrible job running the country. I mean, Theresa May might be a very nice woman, but she was a shit prime minister. She was. You know, yeah. I'll be glad to see the back of her. The fact mm-hmm. that she's spending the, her final days kind of dancing around yeah. and going to various sporting events to me is a good thing. So you're because it means you can't be doing any more damage to the country. Okay, I, I agree with that. So your
1: position is mm. that you would have published those emails. What if somebody was going to pay a penalty, a serious penalty? like It would mean the deaths of people or, or well, people thrown well, out of Well, then you're work asking work the WikiLeaks like question, because one yes. of the
0: things that came up this weekend was a, a, a guy who I follow on Twitter was asking the question, when Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt came out against the statement by the Metropolitan Police uh, Chief, whose name is... Neil Bassett, yeah. right? Who's previously been in charge of terrorism.
1: He is in charge of counterterrorism. Is he still terrorism? in charge of I that, I think right? so, yeah.
0: Okay, so this guy comes out with a rather peculiar um, sort of word of advice, if you like, to yeah. journalists, saying if there are more... Because he must have had an inkling there was more of this stuff to come. Because the man on Sunday obviously had kept some back, as you would, for the second week. Yeah. Um, and he said, if you've got any more um, documentation or information which has come as a result of this theft or whatever you want to call it then you might be breaking the law so we would encourage you not to publish it yeah and that was where everybody went nuts yeah and said you can't say that yeah Yeah. you i mean it's one thing for the police to come to a newspaper office and say you've broken the law uh we're going to arrest you it's not for them to to say before they do that don't publish that or else we'll arrest
1: you so it's definitely not for a copper to say no a home a home secretary could say something similar and a home secretary could say Look, you know, you published the first week and you didn't, you know, you could argue it's entirely in the public interest and you didn't know what the fallout was going to be. Now you have specific knowledge of what the fallout is, there is no public interest. So it's a very interesting technical yeah. legal argument. Is it that, is. Is the sort of the face face value public interest mm. then countermanded by your knowledge that actually it's against the broader yeah. public interest because of the damage it's going to do?
0: Well, you see, So what is public interest? Well, on? that's where public interest defence becomes very tricky because yeah. public interest to one person uh, is not the same public interest to another. I mean, two things I would say. Geoffrey Cox, who is the Attorney General, has come out and said that none of this information is in breach of the Official Secrets Act, which would appear to suggest that he thinks the material itself is either um, a secret or it's not. Whereas there are some people who say anything that is nicked, uh, which is a confidential um, or classified document, is a breach of the Official Secrets right. Act. I thought sets. you
1: had to sign up to the Official Secrets Act, and obviously a journalist would Well, yeah, we have haven't, it? though. No. I haven't signed it. No, I don't have Neither has is is Isabella. Sure, I, sure. I don't have
0: to adhere to the Official no. Secrets no. Act. But what I'm saying is, is that how do you judge yeah. what is an official secret if the judgment is made based on what the information is? For example, is calling President Trump inept uh, and his administration chaotic? Is that a breach of the Official Secrets Act? Not necessarily. It's not a bloody secret. Well, it's not a secret, is it? And it's not really even news. But, you know, the point is that if it comes from a document, which is meant to be secret, is it then a breach? Now, my point would still be, as a journalist, I would want to run it. I'm not sure what the uh, editor of the Mail on Sunday, Ted Verity's kind of um, compunction was to run it. Because while it's a great scoop, it doesn't really get us anywhere. No. You know, I'm not sure what his... You know, if, if you were sitting in his office and you were the lawyer say for associate newspapers and you say, Why are you running this? I don't know what the answer to that is. Yeah. well to make a to cause a shitstorm, you know To cause is... a shitstorm to make a name for myself yeah. not presumably to get the sacking of the ambassador. No. Unless there's an even more sort of, you know, mysterious and mercurial power at work.
1: I mean any newspaper the worst thing a newspaper can be is irrelevant and not talked about. Yes. So I you know I understand why any editor would publish right. it.
0: But I mean I... this week for example, the idea that Trump um, sort of got out of the Iranian nuclear deal to spite Barack Obama. Yes, entirely believable. Great story. But I don't know whether it's true, and yeah. also I'm not sure what the point of it is. Yeah.
1: Well, what I mean, it just shows it?
0: his his his
1: capriciousness, doesn't right. it? Which, but, but again, we all. So if know this that. is
0: anti-Trump, then yeah. why is it being punted supposedly no by idea. those who would be considered pro-Trump? No idea. And also, it damages.
1: You know, if you are a believer in a no-deal Brexit, yeah. which Isabel Oakeshott and is... And a friend of Donald Trump. Then why would you publish something that makes the president, who, upon whom you now depend, uh, really pissed off? Right. That, so that doesn't make any sense. Unless it's a cover. So maybe it is just a great story, and they thought, and you know, give them credit where it's due, and yeah. they've got a great story. I must admit, I do, and
0: it. I'm no fan of Isabel Oakeshott, and so I can tell you why later. Uh, at Please some do, length. yeah. But... Um, this is a woman who has now been criticised by The Guardian, no less, and The Sunday Mirror, of more or less getting the information because she happens to have a boyfriend who is now an MEP for the Brexit Party and is the chairman of the Brexit Party, a guy called Richard Tice, yeah. which strikes me as the usual Hippocratic, hypocritical you know, lefty bullshit. Here's a fellow sister doing very well, thank you very much, in the world of politics. Yeah. And you accuse her effectively. And I think she's suing The Guardian, I think, because they more or less went further in a piece online and more or less accused her of kind of getting her information by sleeping with people. Well, that is that is Which that is outrageous. horrendous. Yeah. But this Especially, is, what, I mean, this the but this is their stock in trade. Yeah, but this is their stock right. in trade. You know, yeah. They can be as sexist as they like if you're a right-winger. You know, they can be as prejudicial as they want if you're a right-winger, and they can even threaten to have you killed if you're a right-winger. But, you know, if you say it to any of them, oh, my goodness me, that's awful.
1: You know what? I don't disagree, actually, that there is a sort of holier-than-thou on the left. There Um, really is. uh, Nevertheless, um, she has got this scoop. They have run it. I I wonder whether there is a sense that... um, there does need to be some sort of First, Amend- First Amendment in the UK mm. that gives us absolute clarity that, yes, we, you know, as media, as anybody as yeah. a private citizen, you can publish what you want. Right. You know, as long as it's not in malice, as yeah. long as it's not defamatory, you have a right to publish. Yeah. You know, whenever I go to... Uh, but we don't have free speech. Themselves. No, we don't. Now people do. America We've... is much more Mate, free than we are. Honestly, I, I was shocked last year. I went to a, a Google News conference yeah. in, uh, in Arizona and they started talking about the First Amendment mm. and free speech and all yeah. of this business. And it dawned on me that they are so much more at liberty yeah. than we are. Yeah. You know, they can say anything they this want. This is
0: one of the reasons why on social media, Twitter have been very bad and very slow at kind of picking up the baton of regulation. Yeah. Because their world they isn't don't regulated. Get they don't get it. No, yeah. I mean, I remember, and this is going to a different sort of place, but Fabrice Warhammer, you know, the guy who collapsed on the pitch at Tottenham yeah. and was saved i remember the night that it happened and, and of course twitter was was all over the place with with praise for him the doctors and all that there was one guy in texas ghastly horrible racist who was sending the most god-awful tweets at fabrice moamba's account right. calling him all sorts of really awful names yeah. and people were saying we're going to report you we get the cops around and this guy was mocking them going no you can't do yeah. that i'm in texas that's right i can say whatever the hell i like yeah and I, you can't stop me. That's and right. that's true. So there's no sort of inciting racial hatred? No there's, no, there's kind, no, no. There's none of that. I mean, I don't think... I think maybe now they have a hate crime law. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a very much more loose thing. Because what I was going to say to you was about... Once the Mail on Sunday um, uh, published this stuff, and they ran on the front page the quotes, both from Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt, saying, you know, no newspaper editor should be intimidated by the police. You know, these are, um, you know uh they should be free to publish this information la 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 this guy that i know said well how is that different from what julian assange did mm. you know and the answer came back well um he was using classified information which could have been in some way misused and which yeah. could have caused harm to people but it's a very woolly but area I think,
1: isn't so, it? so the difference between julian assange for me is that he just and the same with uh edward Snowden, yeah is that he they just dumped yeah. with, they just dumped like huge amounts
0: of which of was a mistake in lots of ways because nobody paid attention to him. No that's, a lot right. Of it. that's right. Whereas but if they'd done it one by one yeah. they would have got more out of it. So
1: so the act it was almost like an act of vandalism mm. to me. It's like they I mean yeah. especially Edward Snowden who yeah. who I think you know quite maliciously just dumped a load of stuff yeah. without even knowing whether there was mm. anything in there. He couldn't possibly have checked it. Okay? No, of course not. He didn't know anything about it. Right. So he just said, look, here's blah, right. here's all this stuff. Look how easy it is right. to, uh, to steal mm. stuff. So it's a bit like if you're a uh, shopkeeper or you work in a shop, and you walk out with that night's yeah. till takings, right. and then you say, the shopkeeper says, what the hell were you doing? You say, well, I was exposing your lack of security. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's yeah. like, no, mate, you've just no, you a load yeah. of stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? So so that's that's where I feel there's a slight difference. There's presumably, you know, maybe it's the case with these uh, Kim Darroch emails that whoever did them obviously was politically motivated, yeah. but maybe was politically motivated in what they thought was mm. a positive way, that they were exposing... Some, well, something bias. At the whoever top goes of in Washington to
0: be then. the new ambassador will presumably say uh, at the very top of the conversation, what are we doing about the security, yeah. which allowed somebody to access all the emails that, that I'm going to be sending. Absolutely. I fucking hope you've changed it yeah. so that we're much tighter now than we used to be. We'll be going back to pigeon post. Well, I mean, <laughs> one of the things I said at the time when the story came out is why would you send all of that information in a document? Which, as we both said, is not particularly new, not particularly newsworthy, not particularly informative to anyone. Yeah. Um, Instead why of just f- phoning someone up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons to not write stuff down. Yeah. You know, there's a Increasing, lot of reasons why people yeah. don't do it. My God, honestly, you know, it's like this. there's, I mean, there's people think... who are now writing things on typewriters yeah. because they don't want it to be hacked. Yeah. 'Cause it's the only sure way well, it
1: makes perfect sense
0: that you don't get hacked. All the stuff that
1: you wrote blithely ten yeah. years ago, you know, and put out on social media yeah. when you were pissed and a
0: dick being right. a
1: dickhead. And it can now come back and mm. absolutely oh, wreck yeah. your life. Somebody screenshotted
0: yeah. it, don't worry. Yeah. I yeah. mean also now they make it very clear. I remember when we first had emails and we first had mobile phones. I mean there was all kinds of things that were going on that would never go on now. Yeah. Um but they now actually do say in most company sort of handbooks do not write a, uh, an official email, assuming that it's in any way private. That's right, because well, there's people
1: reading it. I remember the best rule anyone told me, and I only wish I could live by it myself, which is never say anything that you wouldn't say in a, you know, with a loud voice yeah. standing at the bar in a yeah. pub, you know, yeah.
0: so that everyone can hear you. Exactly. Um, well, we used to call it the private eye test. You yeah. know, how how would it look in private eye if this yeah. came out? I can tell you from personal experience, sometimes it doesn't look great. <laughs> Amazingly, I don't think I've ever been in Private Eye. which not Which is more of an incredible... Oh, my God. Uh, that's an extraordinary kind of uh, I've been in it three success. times.
1: Twice I'm ashamed of, but right. once was a good one. Oh, was it? It was where Piers went up... At some awards do, Piers went up to Alan Rustbridge. Oh, no, it was Richard Wallace. Oh, yeah. Went up furious to Alan Rusbridger, the editor of The Guardian, mm. and Richard was the editor of The Mirror. Right. Can't even remember what they were angry right. about. And Richard kind of like barked right. in, in uh, Rusbridger's he was place. Good at that. He was very good at it. Yeah. And I'd said to... Um, my oppo at the Guardian yeah. in an email said, I heard your boss shat himself right, which was, which was then <laughs> obviously leaked by the Guardian guy to, to private life. Well,
0: it was only some years earlier, wasn't it, that Piers and Russ Bridger had, had a fight? Yeah. Do you remember that great year where we all, for some reason, um, were following on from the the, the the previous year, where I think it was Jeff Sutton yeah. um, had come out of a toilet covered in blood. No, wasn't it Don McKay? Who hit, no, him? Who was, hit him? No, it was McKay had hit him. Oh, or there'd been God. some kind of a punch-up we'll have to do a whole show for we don should McKay we should yeah. um well maybe when one, one of us is going on holiday do just I mean, just in case you're completely
1: lost by now don Mackay was a, he's dead now unfortunately yeah, he is. he's
0: a legendary hard-bitten glaswegian yeah, journalist right who, uh, so many stories worked at the him. mirror but, but this yeah. this one was where we had the press awards when the days of having good press awards were still i don't think they're so good now no they're terrible although there is a ring really more I know, do you know how that, i know they're terrible because yeah. I've won loads of press awards recently. Well, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> but it used to be a massive event. Everybody went, got completely pissed. It was a great night out. Everybody stayed out all night. But on this particular occasion, for some reason, this was the beginning of the end, I think, Microsoft had decided to get into the news business and they'd hired Jeff Sutton um, to work for them. Yes. And he was running this kind of you know news organisation... Which nobody, certainly in my time when we were proper press journalists, had no idea how it was That's working. Right. We were kind of going, well, sorry, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, oh, it's an online news service. Really? Well, what the fuck's the point of that? Yeah. You know, but they were sponsoring it. So they had the big table, and he was their kind of main contact with all of the rest of the sports, of the newspaper world, right? Somehow he gets into a ruck with Mackay and the men's toilets, oh, and really? Lloyd Embley was involved in some way. Yeah. Um, and something comes out. And he's just literally covered in blood. Yeah. I don't even know whose blood it was. It might not have been his, but it was all <laughs> down the front of his dinner suit. No, shirt, I think you know. I
1: think Mackay hit Lloyd Embley. Oh, maybe, yeah. And uh, so it might have been Lloyd Embley's. That's uh, right. Blood. And it might be yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd Who's Embley, now the of supremo of the Mirror? Of yeah. the, of the mirror.
0: Yeah. And it all kind of kicked off. So the yeah. following year, I seem to remember, we all went, and the view from Piers' sort of world was right. None of us are going to do anything. We're yeah. going to be very well behaved. We met up in the Zeta bar. Um, which was downstairs, right before in the, the Park Lane Hilton, and suddenly Jim Davidson appeared. Up I was nowhere. there for this. Do you remember this?
1: Yeah, yeah, and
0: he had this sort of dolly bird with him, <laughs> and he sort of looked around and saw a load of people that he recognised. He went, what the fuck are you not doing in here? And Piers was like, "It's the press award's dinner," and he's like, "Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I came in here for a bit of quiet. This is my new girlfriend. Nobody's <laughs> supposed to know about her." And that was the start of the evening. I right? do watch. I can remember
1: Des Lynham and walking past you at the bar. And you just... No, that was the Pride of Britain. Was I that think. the Pride, that of, was pride Britain? of Britain? And yeah. you said something very nasty. No, I didn't. Seriously. I'll tell
0: you what happened there. <laughs> I, it was... Because uh, earlier on, before it started, we were at the bar, and Des Kelly had, had introduced Des Lynham to me as yeah. the editor of the Welsh Mirror. Yeah. And Des said something like, well, what did you do to deserve that? You know, quite sort of, de- you know, denigrating, which I'm sure he was just trying to be funny. Yeah. So next time I saw him was after the, the, the lunch had taken yeah. place and I'd had quite a few more bottles of Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. And um, as he walked past me I just went, Oh there he goes, yesterday's man. That's right. You know, <laughs> Kelly went nuts. He, came, he said, You can't talk to people like that. Yeah. I said, Well he fucking abused yeah. me before. Yeah. He said he did not abuse you, he just take the piss. I said, Well that's all I'm doing. <laughs> you know. And I don't think Des Lydon was too keen. He also, he'd, I think he'd just been dropped from right, whatever it was had. that he was doing. I remember doing.
1: just like him looking sort of like massively crestfallen, yeah. thinking, what I, "What's become of my world?" Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, back
0: to that's the way it goes. Anyway, so so Piers issues this instruction that nobody's to get into any trouble. Absolutely, nothing bad should happen. He gets into two fights. Yeah. One with um, with Alan Rusbridger, and the second one with Jeremy Clarkson. Jeremy Clarkson. Same night. Hit him. And 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 I think. Either Clarkson or Piers dislocated their pinky because it wasn't a very good fight. No,
1: Clarkson uh Clarkson uh dislocated his finger. Finger because, punching Piers, because right? Because Piers uh turned round and sort of adopted the fetal position right. and Clarkson <laughs> just hit him on the top of the head. Yeah. I went in the next morning. And, and it was a really crap. And I fight, said, you, "You honestly, mate, you uh, you completely bottled it, didn't yeah. you?" And he sort of looked very sheepish. So he yeah. said, "That is the absolute
0: truth." Right, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> so, so, this, so that was the year. Yeah. That, that, that So you know, after telling everyone that they must behave, then it all sort of kicked off. Yeah. Funnily enough, the final, my final sort of appearance as a Mirror journalist there was the year after Piers got fired. And Clarkson, as usual, won Columnist of the Year as he always did. And he came off to the side, but he came off into the mirror that's and of right. course he'd slag Piers off. I was there. We, so you yeah, were, we, we, were all we, sharp. We, we, we. Well I stood up in front of him yeah. and said, Do you know the trouble with you and I'm about <laughs> a foot shorter than him, right? And I said, the Trouble with you, Clarkson. He's just a fucking cunt, that's yeah, your fucking that's <laughs> And he shit himself. Well, I think I said something similar. Yeah. And oh, then I left. And then right. he realised he was standing like in the mirror tables.
1: I got up the, uh, I got onto <laughs> the, I got on the escalator to leave. Right. right. And I turned around and there's Jeremy Clarkson yeah. right behind me. Right. And, and he looks at me and he goes, Oh, God, you're from the mirror, aren't you? And I said, Yeah. And he said, What is it? Why do you all hate me? And we right.
0: went on. Anyway, turned out very nice guy. He said, Look, do you want to lift home? But you <laughs> to show me <laughs> Well, this is the trouble. So much of that kind of posturing, yeah it's bollocks isn't it. Of I mean it you know is. you end up I mean I remember in Scotland you know and Wales I just kind of went into these places because I was the underdog and in Wales nobody wanted us there every other newspaper was owned by Trinity Mirror yeah. and they hated the fact that we'd come in and basically just ripped them to shreds That's because true. they were local newspaper guys they didn't know what they yeah. were doing you know Barry John sold his book to Wales on Sunday which was the Sunday sort of big publication um And we just went and found him one day in the pub and he told us a whole load of stuff that was in the book. Which we splashed on the Saturday before they came out. Spoilers. And they went mad. Yeah. And they complained to the chief executive. There was a big to do about it. And we went, Look, we're just doing our job. If you buy somebody up, you better keep them fucking quiet. That's the technical If you don't know how term, to do
1: that, by the way, if you don't know, is, yeah. that's called a spoiler yeah. in the industry, which is where somebody else has done a big buy up. Mm. And then you manufacture either out of cuts or yeah. nothing or get
0: a genuine Or actually get to the script, guy original. And
1: point. then you run it before yeah. the people who've paid the fortune. Yeah.
0: Because they just didn't know which very end satisfying. was up. And mm-hmm. I mean when I went to Scotland it was the same because they were all very nice and cozy, they all had their little fiefdoms and nobody minded. Yeah. You know, I just went in with my fucking sort of hobnail boots. Yeah. And well, it's you know, I started a, now. I started a column called Scotia Nostra, yeah, which was I like remember. a gossip column. <laughs> which if I didn't have anything to put in all the bits, I'd make make bits up, you know. <laughs> and you'd go, you know, which tabloid executive was caught out without his wife the other night? Blah, blah, blah. Couple yeah. of people would ring me and go, "Why did you fucking put that in?" <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, "I didn't realise it was you." Well, that was you wasn't know. that um, wasn't that
1: pioneered on three a.m. It was, and it was like and it it was, was you know who who was found hanging yeah. out of the
0: toilet with I mean, a line of coke it, on their phone, yeah. and, and it, it could it, be anyone. It could be anyone, and yeah. inevitably was someone. That's right. right. That's right. And who would sometimes you know bring? <laughs> and I remember there was a guy who used to work for um, the Sunday Times, whose name was. Um, can't remember now. Anderson, maybe. Anyway, we used to call him Hans Christian, whatever his name was, because <laughs> he kept making stories up, right? And we kept putting it in the in the column. And he eventually got a lawyer to send us a letter, which of course just made it worse. So we just put that in as well. And eventually, I was at some press fund lunch or something um, with him. Um, and I was I used to, at the time I had a pair of very expensive um, Dolce and Gabbana pointy black shoes that I bought in some <laughs> in some shop, right? Uh, you know, on a whim. One hundred seventy-five quid, most I'd ever yeah. bought spent on shoes. Yeah. And he was talking to somebody at the cor- in the corner, this guy. I wish I could remember his name. And um, anyway, I walked over and there's some woman standing talking to him. I said, excuse me. She said, "Oh, excuse me, don't interrupt, please. Like, no, I said, you shut up. I just need to talk- tell him something. I said, look, if you don't fucking call your lawyers off, I will come personally round to your office And I will put you on the ground and I will snap on your fucking head with my very expensive pointy Dolce & Gabbana shoes. I pointed at my shoes and I walked away and he he could see his face, the blood (laughs) sort of draining from his face. Because they saw us as these kind of thugs from London. But we were. But we were. Yeah, Yeah. we were like, well, don't fuck with us, mate. But
1: I mean, on a serious point, it was was an incredibly toxic environment. Mm. Any newsroom, you had to be tough to survive. Because people were nasty. I mean, I remember people... Pulling people around by the hair, you know, and, yeah. and fighting and, you know, proper fights, oh, yeah. you know, and people like Oh, it was incredibly aggressive, around. yeah. It
0: was incredibly aggressive. And, and
1: you couldn't get away with any of that now. No. And, and thank God for that, really. No. Although I would have to say that the, the positive upside from all of that mm. testosterone and aggravation
0: was that, you did like compete like crazy oh, against yeah. each other. You yeah. Know? And, and, I, and th- I suppose the other downside of all of that was that there might have been people who were kind of caught in a crossfire yeah. who were members of the public. Because totally. yeah. I remember when they changed the laws on kind of, um, I suppose it was post-Diana, um, what you could do and what you couldn't do and the fact that you couldn't publish certain things. I remember saying to somebody once, yeah, it's all very well saying you can't publish stuff, but that doesn't stop you from harassing people yeah. or knocking on the door. You but know, people were vile to Diana, do you remember? Yeah. I mean, for well, the paparazzi in particular, yeah. I mean, people just to try and get a reaction. People won't believe
1: uh, that this is mm. true, but paparazzi photographers would spit at her yeah. to just get her to snarl at them, yeah. you know, and so it was absolutely. Well, amazing. I knew a guy,
0: I don't know if you ever remember a guy called Phil Ramey in yes, um, California, yeah. who was half Iranian, half American, madman. Yeah. He used to ring me when I was working in New York, he used to ring me and leave me messages, and things like, you know the bitch has left him. Yeah. Which meant that Madonna and split up with Sean Penn. Right. He was one of the guys up in the helicopters, you know, when they got married in Malibu. Right, yeah. Um, and he used to send them all Christmas cards. He sent Christmas cards to everyone he'd packed and it was him hanging out of a helicopter giving the middle finger.
1: Nice.
0: Merry Christmas from Phil Ramey. Nice You guy. made me 25 grand. Oh my I gosh. mean, just unbelievable. I think he was also the guy that threw himself on the uh, front bonnet of the, of the first limo taking Rock Hudson's coffin out of oh his house. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, just incredible. I mean,
0: horrible, horrible people. Just ghastly. But the, I mean, but the
1: truth is... The honest, but they got the shot. The honest truth is, is that we put money in their pockets. Yeah. You know, because, and then the, the even worse truth, just in case any of the listeners are feeling pious and holier than thou, yeah. is that the reason we were putting money in their pockets is because people you out there the wanted to see the yeah. pictures and would pay money yeah. to see the
0: pictures. Now, of course, I'm going to finish up with a very interesting tale because it involves the new European... How about this, right? I don't know if you've seen this Boycott Morrison's campaign that's going on at the moment. Have no, seen I this? haven't. No. This started yesterday on Twitter. Yeah. Somebody took a picture in a Morrison's in Yorkshire of, a, you know, when you put papers in a, yeah. in a stand yeah. and it was the Brexiteer or the Brexiter, whatever yes. this new paper is that the Brexit party is. it on out. sale in Morrison's? Well, it's in Morrison's in this picture, right? Right. Morrison's have said, we do not um, sell them. in any way sell or endorse political products. Right. Um, so are so they it saying may well they be, don't sell it? They're saying they don't sell it. Right. So it may well be that some very keen sort of Brexiteer has right. put a load of papers in, right. a, in what is meant for a free um, newspaper handout. Right. But people have started emailing and tweeting Morrison saying right. we're now boycotting Morrisons until you get rid of all this stuff. Well, Other you. people have said, oh no, but they stopped the new European. Yes, they did. So I was going to ask you. So they
1: did. And this is why I'm I'm fascinated mm. to, to hear this. Right. because if if morrison's are stocking this uh, the brexit yeah. thing which is by the way is a pile of shit i haven't it's, seen it i mean honestly i'd i'd say this is a professional journalist yeah. not somebody with an actual Do you know brand. who's put it together absolute bollocks i don't know right. it's certainly not anybody who's got any journalism experience right. it's awful but yeah morrison's wouldn't won't sell the new european because they say you know, it's too politically biased. To which I say, <laughs> what, what? like the well, Daily well, Mail, for instance. Kidding. You know, so they're okay with the sub. Okay you know, so the so,
0: so they won't sell us. See, uh, that's ridiculous yeah, to me, isn't it? Totally. I mean, they if they don't want to have any political bias, then don't they could, sell newspapers. Well, or sell all of them. Yeah. Do they sell the Morning Star? I doubt it. You know, but they won't. They won't sell us. Uh, uh,
1: everybody else does, right. um, but uh, Asda we had a little struggle with, but Morrisons
0: just kind of stand out there. I mean, what I was going to say is that it shows, once again, this kind of toxic atmosphere that we now live in, where people are actually saying, I'm not going to go to a supermarket because you're selling a paper I don't like. Yeah. I can't ever imagine saying that. Yeah, you know. And I was walking up the road to come in here thinking to myself, could there be a situation where I wouldn't go into a Morrisons because of something they were selling? I mean, even if they were selling copies of Mein Kampf, I don't think I'd stop shopping there, you know, because we are meant to live in a free world. I don't want to buy Mein Kampf. I don't particularly want
1: to see anybody selling it. Well, it was was interesting, Mein Kampf, that you stumbled on that example because Mm. it was, I think the copyright or the German changed its law so you could actually publish it about four or five years ago. Oh, really? And it was the first time it had ever been in print since the Second World War. And they printed hundreds of thousands of copies of it as this right. great demonstration of freedom of the, yeah. of the press right. and publishing. And they sold about twenty copies. Right. No one's interested in it. Right. So, that, so it is fine. I think products should be able to live or die yes. by their own by popularity. Audience, yeah. You know, and who is Morrison's to say that you're not going to be? Popular. So my take on this is, is that they should sell the Brexiteer, yeah. and, but they should also sell the New European as yeah. well, side by side. No,
0: I agree with that. I think we can always end on a moment of um, clarity yes. and something we both agree An on. agreement. We'll yeah. go off for a group hug now. I think we should do that. Yeah, very much so. you will bring the uh, chamomile tea, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> we the Thought Police. See you next week. We met up in the Zeta bar. Um, which was downstairs right before in the, the Park Lane Hilton and suddenly Jim Davidson appeared well, up I was nowhere. there for this do you remember this yeah, you and he had this sort of dolly bird with him <laughs> and he sort of looked around and saw a load of people that he recognised what the fuck are you not doing in here and Piers was like it's the press awards dinner and he's like oh shit <laughs> I came in here for a bit of quiet this is my new girlfriend nobody's supposed to know about her you're going to be two-faced, you're going to be uh, telling one thing to one crew crowd and telling one thing to another thing to somebody else, but you mustn't ever get caught surely the point about being a diplomat is that you don't get caught out. So what about these emails then? So
1: somebody has got them someone's mm. passed them on to a journalist yeah. who is a very pro-Brexit journalist yeah. and, uh, she Well has... she's
0: now described as a cross between a journalist and an activist, which I think is right
1: Well there's a lot of them about
0: it. Yeah there are yeah. and you're one of them.
1: Well I'm not no, that's <laughs>
0: I knew you were going to say that. I opened myself up to that. As he walked past me, I just went, oh, there he goes, yesterday's man. That's You know, (laughs) Kelly went nuts. He he said, you can't talk to people like that. I said, well, he fucking abused me before. He said, he did not abuse you. He just take the piss. I said, well, that's all I'm doing. (laughs) You know. A couple of people would ring me and go, why did you fucking put that in? And I'd be like, oh, I didn't realise it was you. Well
1: that was you wasn't know? that um, wasn't that pioneered on 3 a.m. It was. And it was like and it, it was, was you know, who who was found hanging yeah.
0: out of the toilet. I with I a mean, line it, of coke it, on phone. Yeah. And, and it, it, could it, it could be anyone. It could be anyone, it inevitably was someone. That's right. <laughs> the trouble with you, Clark, is just a fucking cunt. That's yeah, your fucking cut. <laughs>